Hi everybody, welcome to Dose of Truth podcast. Um, this week we're talking relationships again and we had a really great chat. However, we, we kept losing contact with each other so you'll notice there's a couple of pauses in this week's um, podcast. So apologies for that. Technical problems but I thought I'd just jump in at the beginning and warn you that when it, if it gets a bit jumpy and weird and the conversation doesn't flow as well, you know why. Anyway, have a great week. Take care. Bye. Hey, Tarian. Hello, lovely. How are How you? Are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Yeah, doing okay. I'm good. Yeah. So, we're going to carry on talking relationships this week? Yes, we are. And, uh, of course, there's a bit of a lack of continuity, but I think, I think dating yeah, we have no idea what we talked about last week. Exactly. We can just go forward <laughs> from whatever we've learned this week, right? Every week we learn something new and we can carry forward from that. So, yeah. So one of the things that, that keeps popping up is, um, you know, cause we, we did talk about loneliness, right? Yeah. That's so it, it, it fascinates me that, um, you know, that women want relationships and yet they'll live alone, maybe live alone from their, with their cats. And, um, He's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, but still wanting a relationship. Maybe you relate to this. I don't know. Um, yeah. and just having sort of a, yes, I want a relationship is coming out of the mouth, right? The throat chakra, all that energy. But uh, nothing else says I want a relationship. Nothing else. Do you know what I notice a lot with my single girlfriends, especially the ones that have come out of marriages, and even some of the ones that have never been married, is that they say they want a relationship, but they don't want to lose their independence. And so they want to live in separate houses and just, you know, do things when they want to. Yeah, it, it, it kind of reminds me that the rules in the house have become um, blurred, basically, right? Yeah. Like the lines are so blurred. But, you know, when I see um, my partner and I, when I decided, because I've always, my personal experience has been, I decide I don't want to be in a relationship. I decide I do want to be in a relationship. And the moment yeah. I do want to be in one, I am in one. It's, yeah. it's always happened since I was young. So, you know, who knows why I could say, I could analyze and say, well, I was loved as a child. I feel loved. I don't really experience abandonment. I don't feel like I'm being abandoned. If some guy doesn't want to be with me, it's like, okay, um, you'll have the grief that goes with the loss of that. But, you know, mostly it's, I still love myself, right? Yeah. Um, and that's that's an interesting thing because it you know I look at people and I, I say well if they haven't got that from childhood it's going to be really hard to go out in the world and be rejected. There's going to be a ton of uh, self manipulation and manipulation of others. Not that I don't do that or haven't done that in my life. You know this is a human thing. People do this because yeah. they want to. Um, feel loved and the moment you have a goal in mind I need to feel loved by someone else um, and that's how I'm going to have self-esteem or value or whatever if you walk around believing that 
um, and seeking it, you're going to constantly be manipulating yourself. You might turn yourself into what you think the other person wants you to be, what you think the other person wants you to be. And they might be doing, usually, you know, with the law of attraction, we're all doing the same thing, right? Manipulating ourselves to be what the other wants you to be and the two, the two line. Of course, if you look generally at men and women, men will usually, usually complain that the woman, when she was first dating or first, you know, months or year, um, they had a false representation of who they really were. Yeah. And that, that, you know, you don't need much research to verify that women will go on a date and already see the marriage. So they're acting in a false way to get to the marriage and yeah. they get to the marriage and they say, well, once I'm married, then I can do this with him. Once I'm married, I could change his clothes. Once I'm married, I'll change his apartment. <laughs> you know, is, once that I'm con- par- or is, it sub- is that a conscious thing or a subconscious thing? Well, I think I would say it's very conscious that they're doing oh, okay. it. That, that women will go on a date and start doing it. It's very conscious. But what's what's not really conscious or, or something that is more uh, manipulative is you're not saying it out loud. Yeah. So no you're not turning to... around and saying, I don't like the way you eat. I don't like the way you dress. I don't like, and these are very superficial things, but I don't like your, your apartment. So, you know, are you willing to let me be the, the one who leads in the house, right? Yeah. Like like my boyfriend wants to, you know, says, says certain things is not efficient in what I've done in the kitchen. So I'm like, okay, but there's an efficiency for me because of my height and uh, my back problem. So it's going to change the efficiency. Then we had a little kind of uh, debate on, uh, he says, no, efficiency is efficiency. And I'm like, well, yes, it is. But there's definitely going to be, I'm going to want something up on an upper shelf that you would put on a lower shelf, which we've debated. He would say, no, it's more efficient. I'd say, no, because I can't reach it. You it's can't reach it. too much. Yes. So I need it up there. there. So, yeah. so, so we have a little debate. And then I turn around and say, it doesn't matter what you want. I run the house. You run construction. <laughs> you run the outside of the house. You run the building. You run all the pipes. You run all this stuff. You, but I run how things are organized because I'm the one who does everything, right? Yeah. Well, he does the cooking, but I do the cleaning and the putting away and the he yeah. likes to do his own cooking. Um, so, you know, I keep what he uses in front. You know, everything's yeah. in front yeah. uh, that he needs and it's, it's you know, easy access, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but it's still me who controls the inside of the house. I control the decor. I control yeah. the organization. I control all of that. And it's said out loud. It's not like there's no pretending and he doesn't care. Well, he doesn't care about that. It doesn't, have, it's not interested. And he's like, no, you beautify the house and I appreciate the beauty of the house. He does. He likes, <laughs> yeah. he likes yeah. to go into the bedroom and it's all nice. And instead of when, you know, I travel and it's a big mess and the bed's not made for us. I make <laughs> naked, you go in, it's all pretty, everything's organized, you know, the laundry gets yeah. done, you know, everything's really nice. So um, you don't have to, well, we, it's very complex because we lie, right? We lie about yeah. ourselves. 
it's okay not not to reveal everything about yourself on the first date you're revealing slowly as the person gains your respect because you know you don't meet some guy on a date and give him immediate respect but if you watch women they'll go on the first date and give the guy immediate respect Wow. Yeah. He should be calling me. Why isn't he? Well, you're respecting him more than he deserves at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what his intention is, but you're only involved whether he likes you or not or whether he's going to call. It's totally understandable. You get caught up in the, in the moment and your hormones go. It's understandable. But when you sit back, you sit back and start saying, okay, is, is this someone who deserves any of my time and well, my respect? Does he deserve my respect? You know, if somebody says they're going to call the next day and they don't, it's going to niggle at you. It's going to bother you. Why not? Yeah. You know, somebody says, I'll call you tomorrow. I don't care who it is. It's going to be on your mind. Right? Eloise, if you say, Tarahan, I'll give you a call tomorrow, it's going to be in my mind. And if you don't call, well, there might be worry on my part that something happened to you. Right, so I'm yeah. going to to want to contact you and go. Hey, what what's happened? Where are, are you? you? Like, are you okay? Yeah. And you might go, oh, I forgot, or oh shoot, there was an emergency, right, or whatever the issue is. So you meet someone, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> stick in your mind the minute they. It's like if someone says they're gonna call you or text you, um, you're it's already persuading you. Right. There's an element I've I've persuaded you. It's like a it's like hypnosis. It's like a spell um, because people are obliged. To, we're obliged to each other. You know, yeah. we're not just people who go out and um, there's no no connection. How do we have a civil world where, you know, a bunch of people can live? You know, it's kind of ridiculous, but, you know, we lock our front doors and our back doors, you know. Yeah. And, OK. With a lock. But if somebody wants to get in, what's the big deal? You just smash a window and come in. Like, what, what? You know, yeah, but this big lock we have on the door, right? I'm going to lock the door. Yeah, right. Somebody can take easily get a, even if you live on the second floor, easy to get a ladder, smash the window and go in. Yeah. Right? Just, it, you know, like, why are we not walking around, you know, with gates and bars well because we don't do that to each other well they do it in south africa they do it in in brazil they do it in some places here yeah yes so culturally you know yeah. we 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 have this energy where we get along where basically if i do something for you 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 want to do something for me that's how we operate that's psychologically yeah. how we operate as humans uh, give someone a gift and see what happens right yeah or, or have somebody give you a gift like somebody gives you a gift, you know, like a, a, you walk into to a mall and they want to give you a free sample. Yeah. You want to get away because you know you're going to feel you obliged. You know they're right? going to ask you to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, the, whatever they, if they were just going to ask you, that's not the problem. The problem that starts to arise is your own sense of obligation. Yeah. We start to feel obliged. You give me something, then we feel obliged. If you do a favor for someone, then you can ask for a bigger favor later, and they'll likely do it for you. Yeah. Because you've already given them a favor. This is just something about human nature. Yeah. Right? It's just something about the way we are. So you can manipulate that. 
we often forget you go on a date, the person's nice. Uh, let's say he bought you dinner or bought you a drink. He might, might have, might not have these, this day and age. Um, yeah. You already feel like there's, the, the, you're obliged to the person. And then they say they're yeah. going to call you. And they yeah. get home and let's say they're not interested in you. They just, they're like, yeah, they she just, was all right. Yeah. Already, okay. I don't, yeah. That's nothing. Sure. Right. Yeah. So she doesn't call you. Right. So yeah. he doesn't call you, yet you're sitting waiting. You know, it's so interesting that we, we don't understand our own psychology. It's really important for a woman to know. You go on a date, a guy buys you something. It's just like going to a mall and a girl gives you a sample of perfume. You start to feel obligated. Yeah. Right? It's not him who's making you obligated. It is just the way it works with humans. Yeah. We feel obligated to pay back. You know, that's why often women say, you know, when a guy buys you dinner, you, you're supposed to give out. No, you don't. You don't have to, but you <laughs> feel this obligation. <laughs> you know, you feel this obligation. So it's a good thing to notice, like, uh, when you go on a date, I'm not saying that you should pay your own way, but if you're not that interested in the guy, good idea to pay your own way. If you yeah. like the guy, uh, you might want to let him pay. Um, yeah. It's, it's not very good rules that I'm giving. You know, one of the things I like to talk about are there are laws of the universe and then there are rules that, that are constantly flexible. They, yeah. There's no like one way to do this, right? You know, if I really like a guy, I am going to let him pay because now I am giving him um, my attention. Yeah. So that yeah. attention is already going in. So it's like, okay, I'm investing in this. I do offer no matter what, yeah. right? I yeah. offer. Um, but th this is where you get into the laws of masculine and feminine. You know, the masculine likes to provide and the feminine needs to receive, receive that providing. If you go to um, sites or programs or um, different ideas for men who want to get laid, they can manipulate this in the opposite direction. So yeah. a man will say never, like if I was advising a man to uh, go out on dates and get laid, I would give him very different advice, yeah. right? So, you know, pay very little, yeah. uh, you know, give her those backhanded compliments. Yeah. Uh, make her as insecure as possible. <laughs> you know, you're playing on that psychology. Well, it's terrible. But yeah, it's terrible, but that's it. the way you do you, it. Yeah. That's the way you do it. But if you know about that, if you know that it's so easy to to give yourself or hear a backhanded compliment, and you're going to be more insecure, it's a good thing to know. So, so if somebody gives you a backhanded compliment and you're looking for a relationship, you might have a very different reaction. So I remember once a guy gave me a backhanded compliment. It was just so interesting. Um, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just, I was looking at him like, you're so strange, right? Like yeah. the whole thing, it was like confusing my brain. He's like, um, you know, I don't know if I like your, you, you know, how you look, but I like your style. And I was like, it was so confusing, right? Yeah. Like, you don't like how I look, but you like my style. So it's how I look that you like but anyway it was just confusing my brain and I went what is he saying and what and I went that's a backhanded compliment he's manipulating where I'm insecure so I just looked at him and walked away you know yeah. then he so the very insecurity that 
he's trying to evoke for me so I stay attached to him because I'm, I was secure enough, I just walked away. He turns around and starts chasing me, right? Yeah, yeah. While yeah. he's in the chase and I'm like, stop it. Like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not interested in you. Yeah. And he, he says like, why not? Why aren't you? And I'm like, well, I didn't even, I, I, next time, you know, I thought to myself, I would tell the guy, look, this is what yeah. he said. You know, I don't even know you. And why are you telling me uh, your thoughts? Your thoughts have nothing to do with me. And if, if you're going to speak your thoughts and they're like this, well, this is how we're going to start our communication. No, yeah. even, even if I meet a woman or anyone who does kind of, there, there are people who say things like that. And it's a passive aggressive uh, form of how I'm going to get you, right? Or, or yeah. niggle at you. So uh, people who, this is an interesting one. I, I'm trying to think of an example, but people who will um, manipulate you by telling you what they don't like about you and sort of giving you a parameter of what, how you should behave. That's not, that's not how you would have a boundary is no. telling other people, you can tell people I don't like that. So I need to go, right? If somebody's always playing loud music and you don't like it, you just leave. It's like, I, I can't yeah. music, but you go ahead. That's fine. You go ahead. I'm just going to go away. Um, whatever it is, but somebody telling you that and remaining there, like, I don't like this about you, but they stay there. You know, it's almost like, well, why are you, I'm not, again, it's not a rule. You know, you just don't leave everything. You can't ask someone to lower the music so you could chat. That's, yeah. that's clear. You can do that. Um, but if, if the whole group doesn't, you decide maybe you want to leave. There's a lot of variety. It's not like somebody's playing loud music and now I have to leave. No, it's really understanding the complexity of how you're going to make a decision. And you don't need to go to war over the decision. Of course, that means also that you're working with yourself in a deep way to understand where your woundology is. Mm. So when you're in a relationship, you have all these wounds and you have to really respect the other person and trust them uh, to hold your wounds. Right? Yeah. Like, I need to try, if, if I'm creating a friendship, I don't care if it's, you know, my, my relationship with a man or... Um, a new friend, I have to, I have to build up uh, my storehouse and bank of trust with that person. And it's really yeah. easy. We don't realize how easy that is. You know, you start to kind of let down some of your, um, you know, your defenses. The other person is going to immediately respond and they're not going to like it. Let's say they don't like the defense you've let down. You know where you stand with that person. You don't need to go any further. I don't. I will not trust myself to reveal more. But what do we do? We keep trusting that person. Yeah. And we keep revealing, and we keep getting smacked. Like yeah. that's what's what's. It's not something wrong with the other person. It's something that within yourself that keeps going back to get smacked. Yeah. It's like oh, I like this smacking. Let's <laughs> come back again. Yeah, it, it seems that way, doesn't it, right? I like uh, this smack. But of course we hate it. But, but there's some... the people pleaser in us. It can be it's part so of the we want to be pleasing. liked by everybody. Yeah, but it also is, yeah, what can I do to get this person to actually like me? Yeah. And it, it keeps reinforcing that you're not likable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or lovable or whatever. It's so interesting. Because we, we don't necessarily want to stand on our own two feet and be really honest. Yeah. You know, it, 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 the imagery that you see now in movies is that women are just obnoxious. It drives me crazy. The women are just <laughs> these snarky, obnoxious, sneering females. And they just sneer at men. Right? Until they're sneering, sneering. It's like, that's how we are. That's how, that's how you know, Hollywood views us. That women just sneer. Mm. You know, we're not like I think of the gentleness of water how gentle it is and it can erode things you know the femininity can be can be destructive right but super gentle it can destroy really really gently I don't have to look like these sneering freaks right or or these women who are given um a pass on everything right they're just given a pass they're like um you know okay so you're like you weigh you weigh three pounds and you can knock out this massive guy. It's like, come on, stop, stop playing with me. You know, like yeah. it's such a manipulation. You got this three pound woman. I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but she looks about three pounds and she's carrying yeah. a five pound gun. I don't buy it. I don't buy yeah. it. I don't buy that she can <laughs> hold that gun up. I don't buy that she can, she can even hold the ricochet. I don't buy that she yeah. can beat the guy up. It's like, why are you pandering when we have other superpowers that work really well? And, yeah. and we don't need to, it's like, they're telling us we have to be men to be better and men can't be women, but we've lost our fem femininity. Femininity yeah. is powerful. The, the feminine mystique is powerful. The, the feminine um, disruptive energy is powerful. We're extremely yeah. powerful, but in a different way. But becoming physically powerful, you're you're just there, there can be a woman who can beat up a little tiny man. But generally speaking, even if she's buff, she's gonna get creamed by a guy. Yeah. Creamed. It's like it, it's so fascinating now with sports that, you know, eventually it's like you can almost look at it that they're everyone's gonna blend because you're <laughs> well, like why is it, you know, now it's women's sports should get paid as much as men's sports well okay but you're not as popular people yeah. don't go to you as often people don't care so why don't you just stop with the boundaries right so if, yeah. if all the women are equal and men are equal if men can can now become women right and say they're a woman and then go compete with women and just win everything right because they win everything yeah. these these crossover people then okay why not? Then just take off the boundaries. Let everybody mix. You know, of course, when you talk to athletes, really good female athletes, they'll go, yeah. no, I don't, I, I play tennis. There's, I'm good at what I do. I'm the top. I, I forget who said that, but you can't compete with a man. Look at Billie Jean King and uh, what's his name? It's so many years ago. Gosh, that was in the 60s. It was huge that she was going to compete. And she won yeah. against an old man. She was a young girl against an old man. Oh, yeah. Know, like he was 50 or 60 and she was, you know, 30 or whatever. I can't remember. But it's so, it was so fascinating that she won against an old man. Like, what kind of competition is that? <laughs> Maybe it's like saying everyone's the same. We're not the same. We're just not the same. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, so you know, if they took away those, those boundaries in sports, like just 
mix men and women together. What's the difference? Uh, it'll be so interesting because, you know, it's going to be really hard for a woman, even if she takes like tons of drugs to compete, it's going to be hard for her to beat the top guy. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, it's going to be so hard, which would, it, it's almost like we're going in. I, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but it feels like it's going, the more we push this, the more the, the equality, there's no equality. It's equity of outcome, which could push the boundaries where we could end up having you know, all the athletes mixed up. And then women are going to be at the bottom of the rung. Right. And, you know, the men will be at the top and we're going to create our own, um, you know, return to feminine, you know, so asking yeah, to be and then equal. Want to be separate. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so, so strange, right? It's all, it's all just, it's bizarre world, right? It's bizarre world. But the, now I bring this up because, you know, you might go, I'm not interested in sports and whatever. But th this is something that is, is permeating the psyche. Like you said, I want, if I get married, I lose my independence. Well, have that attitude. The moment you have that belief system that you're going to lose your independence. Well, what about him? Like, are you yeah. saying that the guy's not going to lose his, his independence? Or whether you're gay, whatever it is, you're saying that the other, you think you're both going to lose your independence? That's no way to go into a relationship, that you're going to lose no. something, right? So a lot of people do that. You know, I'm on my own, I'm going to lose this. Look, on your own, you can live your own life, create your own rules, and nobody's going to bug you. When you live with someone else, you have to learn to live with someone else. And you have to learn their habits, you have to figure out what you're going to do and what they're going to do. And over time you figure it out and yeah. all of this stuff doesn't matter because you're coming together and you're making something bigger with the two of you. You're not reducing your life. You're, no, you're amplifying. Exponential, exponentialing it. I was going to say, but that's not a word. <laughs> but you know, get, we get the idea with your word, yeah. right? Yeah, it is, it is, it is definitely this kind of, exponential growth and it's not a big miracle or anything either it's just simple we've lived in families right we lived in families yeah. throughout history we've had communities it's a community right you're living in your community of you have a partner you love them and you and you work things through as you go along if there's something to you know in my relationship we've had arguments we'd have this but we figured out how to um, make things run and usually it's just running. You know, it's so easy. It's just running. Yeah. It's so simple. And yet people make it so complex. And that I would say the reason being is you lie to yourself. And these are just some of the ideas that as a human being, you're going to feel obligated when someone does something for you or tells you. You have to look at that and just go, okay, that's something in me that feels obligated. That's just the way we are. Yeah. That's the way we are. Just, just notice it. I mean, it's going to bother you. Your mind's going to be on it. But if the guy's not texting and you text him the next day and he doesn't text back, you know, you really need to sit back and think, well, what am I doing? Is this how I want to have a relationship where someone says they're going to call me? If you have a friend who doesn't call you once or twice, you know, doesn't keep their word, I wouldn't respect them. You're not keeping no. your word. You're not true to your word. You lied 
you actually lied. Now the mind starts saying, maybe he had an accident. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's, that's really none of your business. Cause you're already saying that if I'm busy, I do not keep my word. Yeah. If I'm busy, I didn't keep my word. And this person texted me too. Let's say somebody, let's say he says he's going to text. He hasn't. Then by three o'clock in the day, you send a little text and go, Hey, how you doing? And he doesn't text back. Yeah. yeah, a couple of hours go by. <laughs> you know, people yeah. do this all the time. Then they call their tarot reader the next day. I, you know, he said he was going to text the next day and he didn't. Then I texted him and he still didn't text me all night. And now it's the second day. And I just want to know if he's had an accident. No, he's not into you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, how many, if you get a hundred people a day asking the same question, you don't have all those hundred people having an accident. It's possible that he could have had an accident is not contacting you. Yeah. But whether he has or he hasn't, you just wait and see. Like just, well, if he's had an accident, you hardly know him. You're not going to run off and take care of him. He's being taken care of by his people. And if he comes out of it and is interested in you, he will text you and tell you he's been in an accident. You know, know, this craziness that we go through. That film with Sandra Bullock where she ends up yes. being married to the guy in the coma that she's been in love with for ages. Yes, yes. She's <laughs> been watching him and uh, while you were sleeping, it's called. Yes, that was it, while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really interesting. So, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to look at yourself and realize there are certain things that are just part of the way the human mechanism works it's just age old it's historic that if you give a gift you give something you say something we are going to feel obligated Mm. you know and and especially when the mind comes in starts saying i really like this person i really want to go on the date i'd really like to be there with them and the same i'm using woman to man because that's my my forte, but when it comes to the other side, when men are looking at women and women are not answering and stuff, that you know, that again is she's not interested. Yeah. yeah. She's just not interested. Otherwise she's gonna be right on. She'll be right there. You know, she'll be ready. And and then when you you know, these are just the beginning parts of dating where people just go crazy or there you have this constant uh, dance you know, oh, I like this guy or whatever. It doesn't matter who you like. You can like whoever you want. The only thing mm. that's going to start to happen is, um, you know, will you be able to make a connection with that person? And don't forget, as a woman, you have a greater capacity. More men will be, um, yeah, this is totally opposite to the men dating, but men will, uh, women get to choose. Women are the choosers. It's not men who choose, it's women who choose. Yeah. And if you if you are within your own power, you will notice how powerful you are when it comes to choosing. There can be guys who reject you, but you'll find that a lot don't. Mm. You know, you'll you know, you'll shine them on a bit and uh, you'll see you can you can get them. You, know, you just if you just hone in on one guy and you know, maybe phys- physically you're not their type or whatever. Um, that's not going to necessarily work. But when you start going around and you, and you're, you're kind of sending out those signals, you'll see they'll follow you, right? 
Mm. But you, and of course, remember, physiologically, we have to be healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, simple things like a healthy head of hair, you know, a lively face, a good smile, um, a, a healthy body, you know, those things are very attractive. You, you know, if you got a healthy guy and an unhealthy girl, uh, he, he's just not going to, he's not going to tune in. Right. So that's why we get we work out and we get dressed up because the man is going to tune into that woman. He's going to be going for that woman. The men go for the most attractive and healthiest women. Then then yeah. they go down the rung, depending on where they fit on the rung. Right. And women yeah. always marry up. So, you know, if you've got a doctor, this is just an example. It's not a rule. You have a doctor yeah. with a garbage collector. It's, yeah, it's more unlikely. Yeah. It's, it's really unlikely. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Please, nobody, yeah. you know, I don't even want to hear comments on, I'm, I'm a doctor and I'm dating this guy and that guy. Like, I don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter. There are exceptions to the rule. But usually you marry up. And who knows, when you were getting married, maybe you were marrying up. Maybe the, the uh, plumber was making tons of money as a great business and you marry him to marry up because he's got more money and you go yeah. become a doctor in the interim. So you're married to him. So the, you know, there's always this sense of marrying up. Women don't marry down. You know, they just don't, don't look down. So yeah. it depends where your up is, right? Mm. Uh, it depends where, where your up is. Yeah, <laughs> like where, where is my up? You know, where am I looking up? Who I, you know, a woman, who's in her 40s and 50s and looking for a man and, uh, you know, thinks maybe I can get pregnant. And some guys in his 40s and 50s, he hasn't been married because this can happen now. And he wants a woman who's going to have kids because he's ready to start a family. Let's say, let's say, uh, he's definitely not going to go for the 40-year-old, right? I wouldn't. I would be, I would go for whatever if if I'm in my 40s and 50s and I'm healthy and I look good as a male I'm going to go for uh you know adult women that just as they become adult I want a yeah. woman who's really young who's healthy who's beautiful <laughs> and that's going to be the woman who's going to bear my children you would even go like the adult in Canada is 18 you would go for an 18 year old why not it makes sense you know it just makes sense programming perspective yeah well evolutionarily if you're going to have children if if you realize in your 40s and 50s you're not going to have children um and the guy's not interested in a family you've got a whole new ball game going on but he's still going to look for the healthiest right he might even want somebody who's older and more experienced because he doesn't want to go through this 20 30 year old business right that that happens yeah. as well but you've got to be mature enough to even realize that because there can be a man who's not mature enough to realize that and the woman could not be mature enough to realize that here we are starting later yeah. we've gone through our experiences and now we're having a, an adult relationship not like a you know four year five year old woman who starts you know being I want romance and I want this and I want that. It's like, holy moly, right? People are in their lives. You, you better like your life. You yeah. know, your life must be enjoyable because certainly if you're going to date a man who has any modicum of success, he likes his life. Yeah. If you find a man who's like, 
40 and 50 in his 50s and he's doesn't like what he's doing and he's still searching for a job and that's that's yeah. gonna be crazy that, that's like yeah. two kids yeah. you're you're going through your 20s and your 40s and 50s um it's going to be super destructive so you know you mm. really want to get into hey what is it that i want when you know I, i'm talking to 40 to to the young people to learn you know how you naturally um respond to the world and the other part is as you get older you need to figure what's going on yeah <laughs> you're not as attractive sorry even if you're super beautiful you're just not as attractive as a 20 year old yeah you know uh, that that there are problems going on now a, a guy is going to realize that too he might not be able to to handle a 20 year old and yeah. won't want to won't even want to so here your relationship begins here but if you can take a good look at yourself good look at yourself to see yeah. where you're childish um really really important when you're going to start a relationship you, you know wanting things that you wanted when you were 20 to happen in your 40s and 50s that's a tough one you know if you yeah. think you're in your 40s and you could get a really rich man um who's gonna do everything for you yeah you, you could be that one in a million who's a super super beautiful uh 40 year old you know the body the hair the everything you could yeah. you could make that happen you could make it happen and partly your own success you could make it happen but you know you, you get older and you're not as attractive and you're uh, fatter and uh, things are breaking down on you you're not necessarily going to go out there and say i'm going to find the most the richest guy now of course i don't want to hear anything about this there are many exceptions to that but generally speaking yeah. the more you understand yourself it's going to be a, a simpler process to figure out where you're being rejected because it's so hard to realize why you're rejected you can be rejected because of your looks. You can be rejected because of your age. You can be, and that's fine. They, nobody has to date you, um, but that's a hard thing because you think everybody should date you, right? <laughs> everybody <laughs> should love you. Otherwise, you're triggered. But that's not true. Not, not everybody's going to love you. You got to find the people who are, you know, uh, there are going to be lots of people in the, on the whole planet who would, you know, do well with you. But you can't walk around thinking everyone's going to love you. You can't be yeah. 40 and think a 20 year old's gonna, he might sleep with you. That's a huge thing. You know, uh, young guys sleeping with cougars, that's fine. That can yeah. happen. That's, uh, that's an easy one. I mean, what a great match. You know, women are, you know, super sexual in their 40s and, uh, and men are super sexual in their 20s. So, you know, great match. I'm missing out on this. <laughs> yeah, it's a great match. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, you'll have sex all the time and you, you don't care. It's great. Good. Good for you. But uh, as far as a relationship goes, um, why, why, why would women delude themselves into thinking it's going to work long term? I mean, Demi Moore was a big example of that, right? Yeah. But it was inevitable. It was going to, you know, fall apart. Yeah. Um, for whatever reasons, I have no idea why they fell apart. But it would seem obvious to me that you know age would be a big factor yeah you know, 
how in heaven's name are you going to relate? How are you getting, you're in such a different phase in your life. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, I love aging in so many ways. I don't like it, what it does to the body, but yeah. um, what it does to experience and understanding life and being satisfied. Not everyone is, but I'm very yeah. satisfied. I don't, I don't look in my head and go, I wish I were doing this or that. I, I, came to the point where I could do anything I wanted in my life. And then yeah. a man who together, if I want to do something, I can do it. You know, my, my independence, yeah. this, this weird word, my independence, I, I prefer autonomy because in my autonomy, I make my own choices and my partner does the same thing. And together, like it's so weird, but as the autonomy came in in my life, the more connected I am to my partner. Yeah. The more I was looking for independence, the less connected I was to my partner. Yeah. You know, there wasn't that understanding that together we're making this bigger. There's always this, but you do this and I do that. It was really weird, this separation. And it had a lot to do with, uh, as you mentioned, it uh, has to do with people pleasing, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're trying to please the other. The more you try to please the other, the more you're. I never put this into words. So, um, the people pleasing would actually be a way to separate yourself from the other. There's more separation the minute you try to people please. So, people pleasing uh, means, uh, you know, there, there's so many things involved. But I'm trying to please you. I am thinking about things that would please you. I look at the way you've been in the past, how you've acted, and I'm assessing what would please you. Um, I know what would please me, so that would please you. So you become so involved in this. I'm sure that, you know, those are just a few factors that you're separated from self. And you're yeah. you're kind of feeding this, this monster, right? There's a so monster... Of, oh, it fe it, I want to make you feel good. I want you to be happy. You know, so the more I can make you happy, the happier I'll be. And you just don't realize you're feeding this monster rather than going straight to what's going on with me? How am I feeling? Yeah. So, so a guy doesn't text you, you're not going to feel good about that. You're going to feel pretty bad. And uh -huh. instead, it, we tend to go into the mind and start thinking things like maybe he's this, maybe rather than really getting in touch with our own feeling. And if you get in touch with your own feeling, you know, it feels bad and you really recognize it and you start saying, well, there's one thing he's made a promise to contact me and he hasn't. And I feel bad. Mm. You know, you've already got signs where you're feeling bad and you notice that you feel bad more and more. Now you may have, uh, you know, your own psychological issues like uh, unconscious wounding, et cetera, that you need to work through. Yes, you may have that. Yeah. Do that. Do that work. Have that. There's so many different types of techniques to work through that, that kind of thing. And, and then see how you're looking at the relationship. But if you're feeling bad all the time, that's not good. And mm. the only good, good things are like I go out to dinner with him and I feel good, but I don't like what he's saying. I'm already thinking about how I'm going to miss him. He doesn't want to, you know, meet me. You're, you're stuck in feeding a monster that is uh, not real, right? You're making your own monsters. But if you look at yourself and see, do I feel good? 
Do I feel, you know, how am I feeling when I'm talking to this person? Yeah. You, know, you go on a date and you feel like you're already in censorship mode. Well, that's going to yeah. feel bad. Have you ever been on one of those dates, Eloise, where you feel like you're censoring yourself? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely at some point. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had this sort of energy where I can be too much. So as yeah. soon as that, that energy starts bubbling out, uh, you notice the other person's yeah. uncomfortable or changes the uh, subject. I mean, or So you, yeah. so. I've right? noticed like sometimes, I don't know if it's because I'm more intuitive. I kind of know how things are going to play out sometimes a couple of years before they do, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> so so I can be very over, I've been very over friendly with guys and I've ended up dating them about two years later. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And, and they commented that they found it really odd. And I'm like, so now if I like someone <laughs> like on some level, sometimes I hold myself back a little bit from not being too touchy-feely and acting like I'm dating them already on some energetic level, even though I don't even consciously know if that makes any sense. A little bit. I'm not quite clear on all the Okay. Topics. So, like, uh, for example, my one of my ex-boyfriends, I was in a meeting at work with him once, and I just let my head on his shoulder. <laughs> and it was just like, that was really weird. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And then we ended up dating about two years later. It was things like that. We'd done strange, I'd done strange things over the couple of years. I didn't really consciously fancy the guy or had desires for him, but like on some level I was already in the relationship if that makes sense so sometimes I just feel like I'm a bit too familiar with people before I've got to know them yes I now I get it yeah yeah I did the same thing with my husband yeah like on our <laughs> first date we were talking about you know, buying houses and renovating. And I said, oh, I'll go in with you. And he's like, whoa, take it easy. Yeah. Oh. And I, I knew it was an intuitive thing. And I'm like, oh, well, what, you know, in my mind, in my mind, we're already dating or in my intuition, yeah. we're already dating. But at the same time, there was a clarity on, I could be wrong about this. Yeah. So now, you know, I've got to have some healthy way of knowing whether this is the right person because you can be attracted to many many people this is what we don't realize is that we can yeah. be attracted there's the hormonal connection there's some you know eighth chakra connection or a um and mm -hmm. if you don't know the eighth chakra and soul you can listen to that audio that we've already done on that yeah and it, it so it could be any of those things. It could be a genetic attraction. Um, it could be anything. And you still, even though that attraction is coming towards you, because, um, you know, I meet so, so many people where they say they've met their twin flame or their soulmate or these yep. weird, <laughs> weird things that, you know, I've, I've gone, I've looked at them and I just, I just don't see any any validity to the general idea so you might have a twin flame or you might have a a soulmate the the feminine or masculine that's out there yeah. that needs to match up to you that's that's fine but why would you seek it like what, what's the big deal like 
what do you think is going to happen? So it's, it's just a strange mental kind of thing. Like you're going through this journey and that's all you have to go through. And, um, you know, it's, it's how you're handling the journey, you know, are you yeah. in the present? Are you, uh, enjoying yourself? Does it really matter if the person's your, your soulmate or not? Or this yeah. question of, am I supposed to be with this person? Well, you're there and you're with them. Yeah. So this is, this is where you're supposed to be. Um, if you're making a choice <laughs> based on where you think you should be, like, should, like, should I go out with this guy? Shouldn't I? Is he the one? It's like, well, yeah, he is right now. So you yeah. have to keep making your decisions in the present moment, which people just don't get. Yeah. They're so far in the past and in the future that they don't look at what's going on now. Again, going back to if you feel hurt, if you feel censored, if you feel um, separate, I, you know, you're the one who gets to choose whether that's what you want to do or not. Yeah. Right? So you, of course, you don't always know. So you, you go out with the person a little bit to figure it out and see yeah. if you like it. If you don't like it, just stop. It's like you're eating a, you're eating some dinner and you don't like the food, don't eat it. Yeah. Simple. You know, it's, it's simple, but most people are like, yeah, but what if, what if, what if? There's no what if. Look at the present and see what's going on because that's exactly what you'll suffer in the future. If you go out with a guy and you feel like he's telling you, I don't like it when you do that. I don't like when people do this. I don't like that. I don't like talking. And you start to feel, what do you think that's going to change? Yeah. You, oh, I, see, I see this on on dating websites the guy just says what he doesn't want like so his whole description of himself will be like i don't want you to just not say anything and i don't want to have loads of conversations without actually chatting on the phone and da, 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 da. and you're like whoa okay no <laughs> it's just like, you're not telling me anything about me you're just moaning about the other women <laughs> yes yeah, so there's a lot of that right and you and the, yeah. the same happens with women as well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah women, no, it, it must be doing it the other way around. It's like, well, well, they do it more in, in women do it more in the form of um, sort of lying about their picture. Men do that too, but they'll they'll lie, they'll hide what they really look like. They'll use, yeah, you know, um, and you know, it's usually some. It's what they want. You know, this is what I want. Yeah. Um, and usually yeah. it's just I want kind someone of... who's... Did, you, did you see that thing that was going around Facebook? This guy had posted that he wanted someone who was exactly 110 pound and what colour hair she had and what size breasts. And the list went on and on. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but men are different, right? Men are different in what they'll say they're going to want and do. And women yeah. are different. Women do the, like men are super honest and all you do is go, oh yeah, I am 110 pounds and he's yeah. going to be attracted. So he's going to look at what's going to attract him. But then yeah. you as a woman have to figure out how to bring quality to a relationship. And also, yeah. you know, if, if a man's doing that, that could be okay but you've got work to figure out what this person's values are yeah like what if he has no values that's the only value and now i want a 20 year old who's 110 pounds and blah, blah, blah. and then you turn 21 and he's like okay i'm going to the next 20 year old yeah like, keeps going yeah. back i mean you know that can happen so you you need to know the values if you if somebody says i want someone with values but i also need these looks he's being super honest yeah. Super honest, um, and and that's good to know. 
because he's going to expect you to be trim and in shape for the rest of your life. You need to sit back and go, are you going to change this? Like, yeah. you know, we're going to age and while we yeah. age, we'll stay in shape. But if I'm going to have the babies, there are things that can happen to me that you can't just leave me because my body is, is not able to do things. Right. Like a lot of people say, just get up and get out of bed and da 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 do this and that. You know what health, you never know what's happening with someone's health. No. You don't know what's going on, right? Um, you, there, there are just so many dysfunctions that are out there that, you know, you can't just expect someone. You have to have values. It's like, um, you know, one of the things I said to my boyfriend when my legs stopped working, this back issue, um, I said, you know, if, if you if you have to go, it's fine. You know, like maybe you yeah. can have a better life with somebody else. And, but, and he just looked at me and goes, that's not the way it works, you know. <laughs> it's just yeah, not the wow. way it works and, I, and you yeah. know I mean, okay i've attracted of course i would say the same thing to him it's not the way it works you know yeah. so something happened to him and it's it's not good like that's not the way it works it's not going to leave you like love stops because now your finger fell off you know it's yeah it's like, you know so it's it was so nice to because i was serious i'm like I, maybe i should go because this is bad you know Maybe you could have a better relationship with somebody and more activity. And he just looks and goes, what are you talking about? And I, I was really serious. And I realized, oh, right, this is love. Yeah. We love, we love each other. We're integrated. We have, okay, you could say legally we, we own a home together and it's all legal. But the yeah. energy of us together can't be separated. It's, it's not that easy to separate. Yeah. No, it's yep. it's wonderful. So people don't don't realize, you know, that you got to look at the values someone has. Yeah. You know, there's something to be said, you know, about when you when you have a tradition like it ended up that I'm with somebody who's Greek. You know, it makes for very similar ideas. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's it, it's not that you have to look for someone within your your um within your culture yeah. Uh, because you know when you come to a country like you go to Britain or you go to live in Italy or you live in in Canada you become the culture yeah because right? it can be so specific like having a first generation person uh, you know is very different than yeah. uh, somebody who's straight off uh, the airplane you see yeah. it and everybody knows it you know that we, we look at traditions like uh, the the Greek tradition that's really strong in the first generation. It's it's strong in the second generation, and then it starts weakening. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you get to the fifth generation, and it's like, well, I'm Greek, but I know two words. Maybe I know yeah. more. even know less than some people who just hang around with Greeks. I know people who hang around with Greeks that can speak the language more than someone who is Greek. And everybody's yeah. Greek in the family, but you're fifth generation. Like my nephews are fifth generation. They don't know yeah. any Greek. Um, yeah. They have some traditions in them. They, you can feel it. You know, they have yeah. some, but they, they don't know any Greek. They don't, they just don't no. know. They don't know anything about the tradition. They don't know anything about the religion. I know very little about the religion too. Yeah. Um, but... Um, my partner is Greek and there are a lot of things that, um, how can I put it, that, that have these commonalities yeah. that, 
feel good. It's yeah, you know, family is important. They're familiar. Yeah. It's familiar. Yeah. If I was with someone who didn't care about family, that would be difficult, right? Yeah. Because I care about my family. He likes my mom. He, you know, wants her I like over, over here. So, you know, it's a really nice thing. Yeah. But what if he, you know, like, oh, God, your mother's coming over. It would be bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it would be really bad. Yeah. Yeah, you've got so, to find someone who in, in some ways. Like back to how we started, things need to be similar and different. Yes, you can have differences that you bring to the table that make the relationship even better. Like he does construction, I don't, but I sew. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> we, have different, we have different things we enjoy, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but th they come together and it's okay. It, yeah. it works. It's okay. It's really nice. It makes for a nice life. Yeah, it makes for a nice, just having a nice life together. Yeah, you know, there there aren't these dissatisfactions where you're seeking this. It's like we're both seeking the same thing, you know. Work till we retire. We want to travel a bit, you know, just just really nice things. But yeah, are, that are simple. It's not like oh my god, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to. No, it's simple, and that's yeah. an age age factor, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do know people who in, the, in their 40s and 50s who are looking for like very complex things because they haven't done certain things in their lives and now they want to do them. It's like, well, it's, it's too late. Yeah. You know, I didn't have kids and now I want to have kids. Well, it's late. It's not that yeah. it's impossible, but the likelihood right. is rare. And, you know, you're, in, you're 43 years old and you're looking for a partner so you could have a child. It's difficult. All right, so um, we were just chatting about um, being in our 40s, 50s even, and looking to have a relationship that we might have needed to do when we were kids. And yeah, it's almost, um, it is part of the delusionment syndrome we have. We were talking about athletes we're talking about all kinds of different things even this idea you know women women say it a lot you know i, I look young and um you know 60s the new uh 50 50s the new 40 40s the new 30 you know it just goes on like that even yeah. some people, people even jump 20 years now okay we look but better someone, was it you who were joking? someone was joking with me the other day that um 20s the new fetal life that's and me. That's new past life. Is that you? Yeah. That was me. That's my new. Uh, yeah, twenties. You're a new feet. You're a fetus, right? And then when you're a fetus, you're just in a past life. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, you know, it's just really there. It is so obvious the difference between a 16, 18, 20 year old and a forty year old. Um, yeah. But somehow we have this glamour over our eyes, thinking we look the same. You don't. Your skin yeah. is wrinkled. Your hair is not the same. You just don't look the same. There is, there's just no way to compare. It just take time to look at twenty year olds. Go online, look at twenty. I Nothing. hang out with twenty year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you're not the same. You know, you're older. No. You know, and uh, it's really just kind of growing into where you're at, knowing where you're at, trying to be yeah. younger 
is is nice because you're taking care of your body but this delusion that you are younger that yeah i can have babies or i can um you know you know marry a 30 year old or a 20 year old and it's going to be really nice it's just not serious yeah you're not seriously looking to have a relationship you know, I, I bet you Demi Moore could come on and argue with me because of her, her <laughs> marriage and that, it you know, we eventually grew apart and, you know, but why should, why yeah. should you, why should you divorce? You know, why should you separate? Why should you, and you're on your second or third partner, you know, you got to really see it. Am I, am I able to have a partnership? Am I really able to, you know, transmute into a relationship and have this occur? Uh, yeah. it's a different thing being in a relationship and saying it's going to go forward if you get into you're 50 years old woman and you look good and you get into a relationship with a 30 year old where is it going to go you know we always yeah. look the mind goes to the past and looks at the future but the, when the mind does that it's ridiculous because the mind goes oh I'm still going to look young in 20 years I'll get some facelifts I'll get a boob job he's going to love me because oh, da, 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 da. and he's going to be aging so it's going to be okay you can create any scenario in your head but if you look at reality reality which is no you're going to age and you don't know what the heck's going to happen to your body and what you're going to need to do and you're not Demi Moore where yeah. you know you've got the best doctors and you can go get stem cells anytime <laughs> you want and you know yeah. you can go get your you make sure every doctor's checking everything so that your body lasts even longer right mm. you, you don't have that you can get blood. so hello? so uh, yeah. hello yes i've got a few in my head but we'd start another hour of conversation <laughs> Well, why don't you it. jot them down so we could do I will. Okay, yeah. great. All right, good. Because we're going to continue on this subject. I think this is a really good subject. Yeah, we could talk about it for a while. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, my darling. So we'll end right. this one now and we'll talk. We'll continue um, next time. Sounds yeah. good? Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.